I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mother just had a stroke. <laughs> oh my hi- gosh she was hiking with her kid vessel person of brain and now she's i don't know i, gotta... I really like it though you were doing really good because there's also like mother by danzig oh, <laughs> yeah special mother's day's episode guest co-host bridget clarice wait is that your middle name yeah that's my middle name oh yeah hello clarice <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good. On, <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. So I have a very special guest host because I don't have my normal host here because. Uh, um lauren is out just being amazing she might be out of the country right now honestly i don't really a hundred percent know but i did have brain injury so i might know <laughs> and i might remember later but um i have a very special guest host today a miss bridget giovanni right Am I saying that right? yeah I saying hopefully that right? i don't know it sounds pretty i like it like that i don't <laughs> so a quick intro to who bridget is bridget it's and why this is actually really special to me bridget is the first stroke survivor that i met in person now i I don't i've met other stroke survivors like when i was in physical therapy but all those dudes and all those women were like in their 60s and 70s so i was like i don't really have much to talk to you about bridget was the first person that i met that was reasonably within my age which was crazy it was it was amazing it was actually meeting you bridge it was the first time where i actually felt like oh wow there are others like me aside of when I met my co-host because she had a severe concussion and she goes through a lot of the same brain stuff that we go through. But like meeting you, I was like, Oh my God, you're like me. It's like, we're, it really we're like is. instant it's family. Really yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, it's amazing. Can, can I tell you, I was like really, really nervous. And I remember like the morning <laughs> of, I was just like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to, should I wear a hat? I, did I cut my hair? It was really, really weird. It was like going on a date for the first time. 
Like, and I remember I put way too much. Like I normally just like spritz myself with cologne on the way out. I put like way too much. And a, my, a friend of mine, the NeuroNerd Music Department Sleep Bees was like, was like, God, that's a lot of cologne. I was like, dude, I'm like this. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, you got so fancy. <laughs> I did. I did. Because normally that's crazy. I just yeah, I remember you over here. <laughs> Ew. I remember you saying you're like, I'm nervous. And then I was like, wait, like, should I be nervous? Like, usually I'm a really nervous person, but I like wasn't nervous at all to meet you. And then I was like, maybe I should be nervous because I'm meeting some guy that I've never even met before in California, which I don't even live in California. I was yeah, like, maybe I should be nervous. Well, you, you had your bodyguard there. You had your husband. Yeah. And you, you had your, your little kid bodyguards who are adorable. So, um, oh, how, how, how are the little cheerins? So Bridget has two kids. Yeah, I have two of them. Liliana, who is how old? She's four. She's four years old. And Roman, who is like the most adorable kid in the world. He has like a little man face. <laughs> Everyone says that. They say that like he looks like a, like a man already. Like he like looks like a man child. I don't know. <laughs> he he kind of looks like a 50-year-old man just shrunken down. <laughs> he so literally adorable. looks like my father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what's crazy is, so I met Bridget. Bridget is a stroke survivor. What type of stroke did you have, Bridget? I had a hemorrhagic stroke. I don't even know if I say that right. Oh, you're saying it right. Okay, yeah. Hemorrhagic stroke um, due to a ruptured AVM. I had a hemorrhagic stroke due to a uh, high blood pressure induced uh, hemorrhagic stroke. So we're, we're, so both of us were brain buddies. Now we're both bleeding brain buddies. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. that what does that gross. mean? Yeah, that sounds really weird. It sounds because like we're on our period. So. <laughs> hey, my brain for a little bit was on its period. It, it was weird. My like brain was actually bleeding. I actually saw pictures of you in the hospital online, like, you know, on, on your page. I can't look at those, Bridge. I cry. Like, how, how do you feel about like seeing yourself back then? Does it does it make you feel weird? Does it make you feel strange? I love it. Maybe that just goes back to like my obsession with like photography, but like I like seeing those pictures. I would honestly put those in frames around my house. Like I don't know. Oh, wow. It's like it's like nice to like see them and just like look back at like holy shit, like look at all the progress that's been made. So I like I like seeing them. That's kind of weird. Oh yeah, well, you, you know, it it screams Bridget though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right. It, it took me um it took me over a year like a, over a full year to actually look at the pictures of me in the hospital. It, wow. It, it was, really? It was, it was a lot. Like it, it was strange because it was weird because I don't have a lot. I had some memory loss. I don't know if you had memory loss. Um, yeah. And so I w- kind of woke up and when I came to, I was like, Oh, I have a hole in my head. That's weird. Like I had this like gnarly scar from where they went in and drained my brain. So that, that was really, really weird. So I, I don't, I didn't know that. And then I was curious, but then I was like, no, I don't want to see myself. I'm going to freak out. And I remember my sister early on in my recovery, maybe like a month or so out of the hospital, she showed me a picture. I thought I was going to get, I thought I was going to end up back in the hospital. I might start to panic. My blood pressure raised. I was like freaking out. So it took me like a full year to look back and and see that because I was like a different person, you know, like you almost look, and I don't mean to sound morbid here, but clearly you don't mind. (laughs) Sounding morbid. I, I I looked like I was, I was dying. You know, like I looked like I was on my deathbed. It was, it was hard to look at, but it is a nice reminder. You're right. How far we've come. Yeah. And it, like, it looks like you were dying because you were, you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> it's, 
it's a good reminder that like you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So get that picture blown up and put it above your bed, Joe. It's a good reminder. Yeah. There is nothing that's going to turn on my beautiful girlfriend more than a picture of me with a hole in my head looking like death in a hospital. That's, you know, they, they, you, who needs an aphrodisiac? There it is. Just me right there. But I'm apparently, a when doctor. <laughs> apparently when I was in the hospital, I did flash a lot of people. So, you know, oh, that's, sex, wow. that's sexy, I guess. Oh, my God. Wait, so, but how do you feel about looking at the pictures now? The, now you- I'm... I'm a lot more at ease with it. You know, I, I look back and I kind of have that, wow, I've come a long way. So anytime I get really down on myself, which is unfortunately a lot more times than I like to admit, I look back and I'm like, hey, you are doing good. like you're, you're kind of killing it in comparison, you know, mm-hmm. and those pictures are like a beautiful reminder. Also, Felice is an amazing reminder, too, because I say it often on the show and I say it a lot just in life. I have like little mini breakdowns every once in a while where I get crazy overwhelmed, overstimulated, and it's like too much. And then I literally just break down. I'm just like, Ooh, and I'm an ugly crier bridge. It is not cute. <laughs> Aren't <And> we all? <laughs> Felice, without hesitation, she'll always come up and she'll rub my back and she'll say, hey, you're doing great. And without, <laughs> without hesitation, I'll respond Aww. back with, I'll respond back with, this is not what great looks like. But she's right. Aww. She's right. You know, and if you look back at those pictures, you know, we could still be in that bed. We, even worse, we could not be here. So as weird and as, as crazy as it gets, I'm actually really, really thankful uh, to be here and to be able to look at those horrendous pictures that you want me to plaster up on my walls. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Frame them. Eight so by this, ten. Oh, my God. No, I would just do like the entire <laughs> ceiling. Like uh, what's that, that, that mural of the like the fat head? Oh, <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I, I know what back. I'm going to get you for Christmas. <laughs> I would, I would definitely do a fat head of me in the hospital, like on a wall. That's, I think that would be incredible. So this is kind of like a special Mother's Day episode because this is releasing the the week of Mother's Day. Bridget, being the amazing mother that you are, why this is like even more special is you're going to tell your story in a second, but I'll give like the quick spoiler. Is there spoiler alerts when it comes to like almost dying stories? So Bridget is an avid hiker. Right. So she loves nature. She's an incredible photographer. She was hiking with her daughter, Liliana, and she was pregnant with her son, Roman. Right. When disaster struck. So if you don't mind telling the people what happened. So we went hiking and um, my daughter was playing on the ground. And so um, I was with a group of my other friends and we're all hiking together and we decided to it's time to go. Like, let's pick our kids up and put them in our carriers and get on our merry old way. And so when I picked her up, I felt like a, a pop in my head. And so, it, yeah, it was really weird. I, like, I automatically got super dizzy. Um, things started moving around me. And then the weirdest part, I, like, remember this so vividly. Like, any, like, drop of saliva that I had in my mouth was, like, gone. Like, it was, like, my mouth was so dry. I've never experienced that before. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, it was, it was so weird. Did you feel like that during your stroke? With the, you, with the saliva? I, I am. I am. So, um, I'm <laughs> at, this is the first time I'm actually doing, like, a remote interview, and I can see the person, which is awesome. So, I'm taking a picture of this. I would have dressed up, Joe. You so, were so, like, I'm so not going to see you. Bridge, you look amazing. You, you, you wake up and you look gorgeous. Like, uh, like uh, okay. you, you can't look bad except for that one picture that I have saved as your picture in my phone. I seriously like love a, that you did that, though. That's like my favorite. <laughs> where you look like a dead fish. <laughs> um, 
So when it happened to me, um, I, I felt the pop. Like I know the exact second that I had my stroke where the right basal ganglia burst in my brain. And then a split second later, every muscle fiber in my body just turned to jelly. It was weird. Yeah. It was so strange, but I didn't have the dry mouth. It might've been, maybe yeah. it was your, you were hiking. I don't know. Yeah, it was. I, Cause my friends were like, here, maybe you should try and like eat something or maybe you should try and drink something. And I remember like, I tried to like eat a cracker. It just felt like powder in my mouth. Oh, wow. Like I was trying to eat like flour. It was the weirdest. I don't know why that moment so like vividly stuck with me, but I remember it like crazy. After that, I sat down for a while and I was like, okay, well, like, obviously I can't just stay here all night. Like we have to like make it back. And I think we were about like three miles from our cars. And so we very slowly hiked back. And luckily one of my other friends like took my daughter so that I wasn't having to carry her down. But you still had to carry your son who was inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Because when you're pregnant, you're just super uncomfortable to begin with. I had a few episodes prior to this where I felt some kind of crack in my neck, like my neck would be really stiff and I would feel some kind of crack and it would be like a headache, but it wasn't like the worst feeling. And I talked to my doctor about this multiple times, but they said it was pregnancy. I've I've heard that. I've heard that. So with me, I suffered for like months and months and months and months, tremendous neck pain, like just really, really bad neck pain. And turns out like I'm talking to doctors now and they're like, yeah, you're not supposed to have neck pain ever unless like you really pull something. You're not supposed to have like extended periods of time. And I had like it was months, maybe even years where I just had like a sore neck. I just chalked it up to, oh, maybe it was a bad pillow. Maybe I just slept wrong. Yeah, no, it was my body saying, idiot, you're going to die. And I did nothing. Yeah, about exactly. It. Yeah. I contacted my doctor about it multiple times. They're just like, you're pregnant. You're uncomfortable. You know, basically get over it. And so I actually made an appointment with a chiropractor and I was supposed to go see a chiropractor the day after my stroke had happened. So if it didn't happen that one day when I was hiking, it probably would have happened the day after when I was at the chiropractor. Because I guess a lot of strokes, like, what is that word? Are, are triggered? Is that mm-hmm. the, are, are a triggered? lot of strokes are like triggered during right. like chiropractors so what's really crazy about like chiropractors i was reading or watching like a show and they were talking about like you can have a stroke from a chiropractor like them adjusting your neck there's like a nerve and if they do it too hard put too much pressure it'll shave off a tiny piece of the nerve and then that nerve will just kind of float around in your body work its way up to your brain you have a clot and you have a stroke fact check the stroke risk from chiropractic neck adjustment is not shaving off a nerve According to the American Heart Association, the energetic thrusts and rotations sometimes used in neck manipulation may cause a small tear in the artery walls in the neck, a condition called cervical arterial dissection. A tear in the artery wall can result in a stroke if a blood clot forms at the site and later breaks free to block a blood vessel in the brain. It's really rare, but they're like, don't let a chiropractor like really crack your neck. And what's funny, I was like, oh, wow, that's weird. One of Felice's friends actually was like oh i had a stroke so felice was like oh well what, what happened she was like oh i was at a chiropractor chiropractor adjusted on my neck shaved off a nerve worked its way up and i had a stroke so we actually know um, one of those people so see that oh, i'm never going to a chiropractor like i hear really good things about them but i'm like there's no way like, i can't do the, it go to the chiropractor just don't let them mess with your neck i'm not even gonna chance it there's no way <laughs> i can't <laughs> 
Wait, so, so, so you went on the hike. It took a couple hours to get back. Your brain was just bleeding this entire time. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> were you, okay, now, I, I don't mean this like in a weird way, but like, were, were you like mentally deteriorating? Did you find yourself struggling to like think, to function, to move? No, um, like it was progressively getting worse, but at this point it wasn't at the worst. Um, I was very dizzy and I had a headache and I was throwing up. But um, due to the pregnancy, I was throwing up a lot before this and I was having <laughs> headaches a lot before this. So like me having to pull over seven times to throw up really wasn't like oh, out of the ordinary, oh, you wow. know? Yeah. So it was basically covered up with your pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anything that was going on, I was like, well, it's pregnancy, you know? So it wasn't the worst at that point, but I did drive home, which oh, I'm thinking back God. now, I'm like, Bridget. I know I'm like, how stupid was I? I drove like myself and then my daughter. Like it would be fine if it was just myself, but it's like I drove my daughter too. Right. So like that's like, ugh, it still like makes me so mad at myself, but whatever. Well, you know, it, it, in your defense, you did have a brain injury. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah, but ugh, I feel awful about that. So guilty. The mom guilt is real, real all the time. It's so annoying. Yeah, but you're, you're okay. So, like, let's just talk about you being a warrior princess. Like, it's crazy. Number one, I think it's super dope that you were hiking with your kid, which is cool. That's just amazing in, its, in <laughs> itself. You were hiking with your kid while pregnant with your other kid. That's super doper. Like, that's that's uh, amazing. <laughs> like, that's really really cool. You know? Yeah. But to have a stroke while doing that, while hiking with your children, pregnant with your other child. And then work your way back and then drive home. Oh, my gosh. How tough are you? <laughs> I, I always brag about that. I do have a high pain, pain tolerance. <laughs> but Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I, or that's just like ins, insanity. I don't know. <laughs> One or the other. I'm going to lean towards like it, it's a combination of both for sure. <laughs> Bridget, you're amazing. Yes, you are batshit crazy. That's why I love you. <laughs> thanks joe you, you're, you're also a strong independent woman yes <laughs> i would sing that song i always want to sing that i-n-d-e-p-e-p but then i always forget how to spell independent <laughs> so it doesn't it's, work out very well <laughs> it, it, it's okay no matter what it's always brain injury brain injury yeah you know? right come on i, I pull the stroke card so often that police is like come on no more it's, it's not I need, a thing anymore. I need to start doing it more often. I think you said one of my favorite quotes ever is, I only had a stroke so that I could use it as an excuse. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you said that. <laughs> so so you, you, can, you guys can't see me, but Bridge can see me in this little thing. So like you just put your hands up like this and you just go, yeah, but I had a stroke. <laughs> oh my God. My, my, brain, my, my brain was bleeding so then you're like yeah i don't really i didn't want to go to that thing anyway <laughs> but <laughs> come on hey we, we almost died so we can use this thing use it on your husband Damn right yeah i need to i need to how did you break it to your husband what do you mean like how did that happen was it a phone call did he see you like was he at home when you got back yeah yeah so he was actually home um he was making dinner um, I called him and I was like, I have a really bad headache again because I was having headaches almost daily. I was I was a beverage cart girl on a golf course and it was September. So like temperatures are above 100 degrees then. Oh, and so, yeah, so daily, like I was getting pretty beat up out there and I was getting dehydrated all the time. Did that trigger the ABM rupture? No, 
it was bound to happen. It was just literally a ticking time bomb in there waiting to explode. Oh my God. That makes me so uncomfortable. So how did uh, uh, your, your, your husband react? Like, was it just like, oh, well, it's just another headache or was there something special about this one? Yeah. So like it was, he was like, okay, you're having another headache. It's fine. And I like started throwing up and then I like tried to sleep it off a little bit. And then when you, I mean, obviously you haven't had to go through birthing classes, but when you take birthing classes, (laughs) they teach you um, like breathing techniques, like for when you're in labor at some point I was laying in my bed and my head was pounding and I noticed myself doing those breathing techniques and I pride myself in having a very high pain tolerance. So I was like, holy shit. Like if I'm like having to like breathe like this, like there must be something wrong. And so then I asked my husband to take me into the hospital. Yeah. We went in there and they basically, um, when you're pregnant, they can't give you anything really. And so they basically just gave me like, yeah, they gave me Tylenol in a IV bag. Why don't they just give you like an ice pack and a Band-Aid? Are you kidding me? Right. I know. I was like, at least give me a shot of whiskey or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was bad. Yeah. They just like said that it was dehydration, which I went into labor early with my first one because I was dehydrated. And so I have a previous background of being dehydrated so they just kind of thought that that was it oh wow (laughs) they actually thought that i was dehydrated too because i was throwing up yeah i was throwing up so much that um when i went to the hospital they were like uh well you know it's it's probably dehydration it wasn't dehydration i almost died (laughs) that's crazy like i thought that they threw it my way just because i i'm an idiot and i don't drink enough water but like they're just throwing that out to everyone (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess the symptoms are like really, um, they're they're close. They're similar. I guess I don't know. People with bleeding brains kind of <laughs> seem like we're dehydrated. Fact check: the reason why the doctor thought at first that Joe was dehydrated was because Joe's family said that they thought he was suffering from food poisoning, and so the doctor thought he was dehydrated from throwing up for almost thirty-six hours. Something that's like totally off topic, and I don't even know if you know like the answer to this. But heat stroke, is that like an actual stroke? Uh, no, it's not like an actual stroke because like blood doesn't stop going to your brain. I, th- I don't know why they call it heat stroke. You know what's really funny? I didn't know what a stroke was until I had a stroke. Yeah. Right? I had no idea. I always thought, oh, the, the person had a stroke. Oh, it's like a heart attack. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's not. It's basically, it's a heart attack for your brain. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't know what it was. And then when I heard, like, I grew up, where you get like really hot and you get like lightheaded and dizzy. It's like, oh, you have heat stroke because you were out running around in 100 degree weather. It's not a stroke. You know what? Let's rename heat stroke something else. This is ridiculous. I know. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's like, that seems crazy. They do need to come up with a name. Fact check. Joe and Bridget are correct. Heat stroke, also known as sunstroke is a type of severe heat illness that results in a body temperature greater than 104.0 degrees Fahrenheit and causes confusion. It is not an actual stroke. Do you have full memory of everything that happened? Or was there a certain point where it's like, yeah, I, it's it's black. I don't, I don't know anything. Okay, so they, like, they sent me home after I had my IV bag and my Tylenol. And they sent me home. Uh, my last memory is my husband driving us home I remember like something in my brain going off like holy shit something is not right you're going to die something's not right 
But at this point, like my brain wasn't communicating to my mouth. Like I couldn't speak and I couldn't like voice what I was feeling. And I just remember like going crazy in the car and I was like hitting everything. And I was like trying to scream. And I was like, my husband was like, holy shit, Bridget, like you need to stop. Like he was like, I don't know. He, I don't know what he was thinking, but I was like going crazy. And then that was the last thing I remember at that point. For how long? How long did it go gray? I guess. Like a month. (laughs) Oh, for a month. Yeah. You know what's funny? For me, it was a full month, a full month. I have no recollection of. Yeah, because I don't remember um, pretty much any of my ICU stay. I I want to say I don't remember that, but whatever I do remember from my ICU say didn't actually happen, and it was just like my brain going crazy. Oh, Bridget, <laughs> you have an amazing story. It makes me giggle. Um, <laughs> where? <laughs> um, so okay, so what happens to your brain is like your brain stops getting oxygen. Our, in our case, our brain was bleeding. So like the blood is literally drowning brain cells. It's murdering brain cells in our brain. It makes you think differently. You don't think rationally. You kind of sometimes make things up, make up scenarios. <laughs> and that kind of happened to Bridget with her beautiful, amazing husband. Your husband's a saint. I love that dude. But what, what, did, what did you think was happening with your husband? I thought that he was trying to kill me when it was... <laughs> I feel so bad from when, like the first time that I like woke up, they were like, do you know why you're in the hospital? And I was like, yeah, because my husband fucking hit me with a shovel in the head. And that, like, that did not happen. Like, I don't know why I claimed that. I feel so. Bridge. I don't that's know. That's so specific that I'm yeah. sure they believe that your husband hit you in the head with a shovel. <laughs> Because I got to tell you, you're, you're, why, you're, like, all of my brain buddies are really small people. Like you're like a pocket sized person. You're like really, really little. And your no, husband's not like, not like the, the, the tallest dude in the world, but like he's like, he's, he's a man, you know, yeah. he's, he's much larger than you are. I, I that makes me laugh so hard. It's morbid. But that is funny. Didn't you think the doctors were trying to get you to, or was it just your husband? Yeah, no, the doctors and the nurses and my husband, I just, I believed in my mind that they were all in like cahoots with each other. I believe that the nurses were sleeping with my husband. What? I'm pretty sure I, I like accused multiple nurses of sleeping with him behind my back. And like, it was just, it was really bad. And I feel really bad about it. And I, I've apologized that all the hospital staff that I could because I mean I was a nightmare I'm sure (laughs) oh my god this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life okay so like obviously we can joke about it now because like some people I make like a lot of stroke jokes hey it actually sounds like a thing um and people are like do you think you should be joking about that I'm like yes I lived I survived so yes I should be joking about it because I'm you have the right to yeah and humor is like very important in situations like this you know if you can't laugh and smile about it then I mean you're just gonna be miserable about it (laughs) I mean let's just lay out this scenario okay so like what isn't funny about a pregnant woman (laughs) having a stroke and then blaming her husband for hitting her over the head with a, a shovel. And that's why she's in the hospital. There's nothing right? not funny There's about nothing. that. <laughs> it needs to be a so, comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I really feel bad for? I feel bad for you. Well, normally I feel bad for your husband because you really bother your husband. I've seen you poke at him. I'm not like I mean, physically, I'm not going to say where you poke him because, you know, uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's so funny that you pick on your husband. When I met him, he's like the nicest dude in the world. No, no, he's definitely not. He's 
he does it first. Like he like and he what's that word? He like um He's the instigator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's he's the one that starts it. And the only reason that you don't see the other side is because he doesn't have an Instagram, Joe. If he had oh, an man. Instagram and if he was posting all the stuff that he does then you'd be like, okay, she's not that mean. <laughs> I would just love to to see how he, <laughs> he reacted when somebody came up and they're like, oh, well, sir, your your wife says that you hit her over the head with a shovel? Is that, <laughs> is that, like, how do you talk? Like, how do you explain? Well, I've never, how do you actually have to say, well, I've never hit my wife over the head with a shovel. That's right? so specific. You, that's so funny that our minds, <laughs> go in these crazy places but not only that the fact that like not not only did he get you in the hospital by hitting you over the head with a shovel pregnant woman hitting her over the head with a shovel but he's sleeping with nurses that are trying to save your life and he's (laughs) conspiring with doctors who are there to save your life to murder you i know this is is a tv show this this is amazing m night Shyamalan needs to make this into a movie are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the NeuroNerds are here to help. Join our hashtag YouSoRock Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash YouSoRock to connect with other survivors like you. Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at joesorocks.com slash YouSoRock. And submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them. And remember, you, you so rock. I think we had the same thing done. We had to get that, the tube like into our skull, right? And it like drains. Yes. Fact check. Bridget is referring to the external ventricular drain that she and Joe both had to undergo in order to regain the proper pressure in their brain after their hemorrhagic strokes. Yeah, so I had that done and they, you know, they like have to shave your head and they put the dressing on your head with like the tape, you know, when it like makes all that stuff stay in. Well, when one of the doctors was taking off the dressing, like after my my tube left, whatever, after they took the tube out, <laughs> one of the doctors was taking it off and he was like ripping it off, but he wasn't even trying to be like nice about it, you know? Ooh. And I punched him, Joe. I punched, I punched the doctor, the poor doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, 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 not, not poor doctor. He should have been more gentle. Have a better I, bedside I know, manner. Now, I'm like thinking that now, but like, you should have punched I mean, him in the dick. is never no the way. answer. Oh, my gosh. No, no, wait, is it never the answer or is it always the answer? Wait, no, you don't have the kids know, around, no, right? That's, yeah, my kids are not around. And still, violence is not the okay, answer, cool. Joe. It is always the <laughs> answer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wanted to hit the doctors, apparently. But I didn't hit any of them. I did flash several. Ooh, that's a lot more friendly. Like, that's, I don't know why. nice. I don't... <laughs> I was just letting it fly. I, I, it's just kind of a thing that like happened. I'd apologize to so many of Felice's friends. It was weird. I'm so glad though, hearing like these other stories. Like I'm so glad I'm not the only one that completely lost their mind. No, but you're definitely top tier. Oh my, I just, thanks Joe. <laughs> I That's on the award so, I want to win. So, so what I did is apparently, so like, you know, we have all those wires and these tubes coming out of our head. Apparently, like I just kept on nonstop trying to take them out. Oh, oh, that's gross. I I would just, uh, police would tell me that I would just be like, oh, what's this? And I would just try to take it out. And she's like, no, 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 you can't do it. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And then like a second later, I would just do it again because I had short-term memory loss. So I didn't remember her telling me not to do it. So she had to explain to me, because I'm a nerd. She was like, you're like, you're in Arkham Asylum. 
Like she's like, you know, like Batman. She's like, you're, you're like a villain. You got caught, and you're like you're in Arkham Asylum, so they have to strap you down. You can't touch this. And I was like, oh, okay. So apparently that worked. <laughs> you know, you have to know who you're talking to, I guess. <laughs> but I don't think at any point did I think my girlfriend is trying to murder me. Wow. Or that she hit me over the head with a shovel. It's bridge. It's so specific. And I'm sure it was as real as this conversation is right now. That like, no, my husband is trying to kill me. The doctors are trying to kill me. That was the scary part. Like, it's like, I genuinely believed all of this stuff that like was going on. You know, like my husband would like come and visit me and I'd be like, I don't want to see this guy. Like, what? Like, I did not want him near me. I thought he was trying to kill me. You're like, get out of here with your whore nurses. Yeah, yeah. And then the nurses too. Like, I was like, I didn't want anything to do with them. So being a mother and recovering from, you know, this life-threatening injury, you know, this life-threatening condition, how long did it take you to recover to just come back and be mommy, you know? um, uh, That was hard because I, I spent about a month in the ICU and then um, when I came home I really I wasn't able to take care of myself obviously and so I wasn't able to really take care of my daughter either so my daughter um, went to go stay with my parents during the day a lot of the days Mm -hmm. and then uh, my husband would be home with me but it was I don't know I want to say it was probably about a month before anybody like left me alone with my daughter and I could like actually like kind of take care of her. Was it difficult to have that barrier between you and your kid? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've never spent a night away from my daughter until my, until my hospital say my ICU stay. And so Mm -hmm. even being away from her during that time, I remember like going crazy and then not having her like there during the day. It was like, it was really depressing. So how many months were you pregnant with Roman? So I had him at 37 weeks. Oh, you, you lost me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Pregnancy is really weird. They like measure it out in weeks and not months. And it's like, it's really confusing. But it was, um, I mean, like full term is 40 weeks, right? Oh, that, that's not too bad. Yeah. So I, I had him three weeks early. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. So how recovered were you when you actually gave birth? not very recovered at all it was yeah it was really hard because when I went into the hospital I think I was I always get this wrong I think I was 25 weeks pregnant when I went into the hospital from my stroke Mm -hmm. and then when I got out I think I was I think I was like 28 weeks I think right and so I grew a lot during that time like the baby got bigger and so um, walking, I mean, it wasn't really doable without a walker mm-hmm. and walking with like the extra weight from the baby was so crazy. Like it was like, it was like I went to sleep and then overnight I like gained 20 pounds. It was really weird, which actually, I actually lost a lot of weight in the hospital, but it, it felt like I gained a lot of weight because the baby was just getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had uh, kind of the opposite, the same but the opposite. I lost like 30 pounds. Yeah. Were you eating? I was fatter. <laughs> that was a, well, another, you know, like physically I wasn't in the, the, the greatest of shape. Um, that's why my blood pressure was so high and I was, I was heavier. I was barely eating. I had zero appetite. Even getting out of the hospital for the first like two months, I had like no appetite. Like it was hard to eat. Yeah. I was just like skin and bones and my muscles were all atrophied because I hadn't walked in a month. 
you know, it, yeah. it was, it was a lot, but um, yeah. I didn't have a, I didn't have a human being growing inside of me. So <laughs> I, I can't, I can't really complain about how weird my body felt. <laughs> yeah, it was really abnormal. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. I didn't have a walker, but I did have a cane that I hated. I've stated it time and time time again. I hated it. Hated (laughs) it. You, 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 You can see me. I'm doing quote fingers. I would forget my cane every time like I went out. I had like two canes. I had an indoor cane and then I had an outdoor cane. So then when we would go out, like, you know, you just kind of get in the car and then you drive and then like you get out and use your cane when you walk. And I would get out of the car and Felice is like, oh, where's your cane? I'm like, oh, I forgot. I, I didn't forget it. I just I just didn't want to I don't want to carry it around. I was the same exact way. My walker. I mean, come on. Like, that's not cute to walk around with a little walker. And so I wouldn't take it, but I would um, I would use a stroller. Because I've never, I never use strollers ever with my first, like ever. I never used one, but I got one just so I could use it as like a walker. Cause it's kind of like the same. It is. That's, actually, like that's how, actually genius. Yeah. Yeah. Like even now I use it um, when we go to like crazy places that have a lot of people moving around, I get really dizzy. And that's like when I start falling a lot. And so I use the stroller I, in instances I, like that. I saw you do the uh, show the picture of you walking in a straight line from when I think you were in the hospital, right? No, I think I took a video. I think it was like a year and a half after. Okay. You're, I know you were rocking a Yankees cap and that made me very happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Yankees fan by marriage because my husband's from New York. So he's a huge Yankees fan. Wait, he's from New York. Yeah. I think we might've talked about that, but again, I had a brain injury. So yeah, I forget. too. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how's your balance today? It's so weird because I actually, I just recorded another video to like see my progress. Um, when was it? That was like a couple weeks ago. And my balance that day that I just did it a couple weeks ago was worse than the video that I took a year ago. Oh, wow. I definitely noticed like it just depends on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Like, um, like the sleep that I'm getting, like the. It absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Just like the brain stimulation that I'm that I'm, I don't know that I'm, I don't, how, I don't know, Joe, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I literally, you don't have to say like, I understand 100% yeah. because like a lot of my deficits sometimes, like I have like, the physical deficits that I have are, I have tremors in my right hand and that's kind of a pain in the ass, but that just doesn't get, that gets set off. Like if I have to like write the brain stuff, like the forgetfulness that happens when I'm stressed out, when I'm tired, yeah. when there's a lot of stimulation going on then it starts happening a lot. I'm like, why, why am I, where are my headphones? Like I have my, my little earbuds mm-hmm. and they keep the stimulation down. I have them on or with me 24 hours a day. Every once in a while, I'll be like, wait, where'd I put them? I, why did I put them down? It's because that day I didn't sleep enough the night before. There was a lot going on. There was stressful conversations. All of these things lead into all of our deficits, like spiking, which is yes. kind of a pain. But it's nice to know. It's nice to know because, again, having brain injuries every once in a while, it's like, am I going crazy? 
Like, is there like I know there's something wrong with me, but is there something wrong with me? And also, I think you're kind of the same way. You're probably not very nice to yourself. I know. Yeah, I need to work on that. I'm so nice to other people, but to myself, I'm like, oh, you're you're, your mom. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I was sitting there with my kids the other day. I was like naming off um, people that we love, you know, so I was like grandma and grandpa and your cousins. And then Liliana was like, but what about yourself? Oh, my God. Your daughter is incredible. Oh, my God. I was like, I like wanted to cry. I was like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) I want to cry right now. You are raising the future. That is so beautiful. Yeah. So it's like I instill all these things into her head. And like, it's good that like she's like growing up and like perceiving it. Is that the right word? Perceiving it. But it's like, I need to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. Setting the example. Yeah. Mm It's hard, though. I tell people all the time, like I talk to. So apparently I talk to uh, survivors way too often. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's it's bridge. It's a problem. So my occupational therapist, she like took my phone and looked at like my phone usage. And we figured it out about every day. I average talking to survivors close to seven and a half hours a day. Oh, my God, Joe. So the problem is it's not like. It's not like seven, seven and a half hours straight. It's not because I talk to people all over the world. So at like even last night, last night I fell, I went to sleep about like three, three thirty, which is normal. I live in a creative household. We go to sleep later. Um, And I was talking to uh, a, a woman in Belgium. I was talking to my friend in Macedonia. I was talking to two people in Australia. So it's like it's all hours of the day. At some point, I'm talking to somebody. And the the thing is, I don't want to not do that. It makes me feel good. Like it gives me I, I don't know why I came back from this. I think one of the reasons is to help other people, you know? Yeah. And it gives me so much joy. And and I don't know, it, it makes me feel things. God, I feel like a sociopath. It makes me feel. <laughs> um, but but I, I love that. But a lot of times all the stuff that I tell them, like I feel like a hypocrite because I don't do it myself. Like people I know. Be like, yeah. I feel like an idiot because this happened and that happened. And I'll tell them the same thing. I'm like, look, if you're going to beat yourself up for this one thing that you did wrong, those 30 things that you did right, you have to pat yourself on the back. And if you don't do that, you can't beat yourself up. You know, you have to be fair. And then with me, like everything will be fine. And then one thing, I'll forget something or I'll do like just something strokey. And I'll be like, I'm an idiot. Everything sucks. I don't know why I'm like that. But that's so important. Like, that's another reason why it's so important to, like, have this community so that we can constantly be, like, picking each other up when we see that happening, you know, because we're not always nice to ourselves and we should be, but. We're not. You know, I've, I've, I've been struggling the last, like, couple of weeks. Kyle actually hit me up and and he was like, yeah, you know, I know a lot, a lot of stuff's going on. He's like, you know, you, you can't go into hiding. You got to, like, be up front and, like, tell people, like, what's going on. I, I appreciated that. And uh, Sarah, you know, my, my, my stroke wife. Oh yeah, <laughs> she she has been uh, amazing. She's kept me like sane, and and she told me that like you know show that you're weak because I was like I don't want people to see like me being weak. I feel you know it might be like a, a, a self given title. I'm like a pillar in this community. Like I feel like I'm kind of like one of the, the the people that I want people to be like. Yeah, I want to fight forward like that dude. You know? Yeah, exactly. If they see me struggling, it's like, why do I want to follow that guy? Look at him struggle. I know, but it's also like important for them to see both sides of it. You know? Yeah, like, I, I I agree with that. It's so hard, Bridge. It's so I know. hard. I mean, the problem I is, I'm I, I'm really vain. I didn't know I was this vain, but I'm very vain. So I don't want people to see me in a certain way. I don't want them to see me weak. 
I think that's why I never really posted pictures of myself in the hospital before because I look so weak and I don't want people to look at that and then look at me and feel, be like, Oh, I don't want that. I don't want pity. You know? Yeah. That was definitely a huge like overcoming that I had, um, where I just kind of like had a point where I said to myself, like, I don't really give a shit because I was so worried about like for so long that people were going to perceive me as being weak or like wanting attention or I don't know, just like, What's another? I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> what, where I know, was I, I just know, going with that? <laughs> I know nothing of what that feels like, Brid. No, uh, it, but it, it, it was actually really freeing for me to post pictures of me in the hospital. It was because the response I got back was incredible. You know, um, yeah. even recently, I, I posted like a quick little video where I wasn't doing too well. And I was like, you know what? I'm really not doing well. I want to be better. But right now it sucks. And, you know, a woman who I've been chatting with for a while, she said, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm really glad that you're struggling right now. Oh. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah, so I mean, it makes sense. But, but she was like, you know, she's like, I see all these people. I see you guys and you're doing such amazing things. And I'm struggling day in and day out. And I'm like, why can't I just be like that? She's like, so it's good to see that you guys are like human and you struggle yeah. like us. You know, so that's when I was like, I have to be honest. I, I can't hide that, you know, I struggle a lot. You know, I, I can't just pretend everything is fine because sometimes it sucks. The thing is, don't get stuck in that feeling, you know? Exactly. Yes. Just learn how to like work through it and then move on. But you can't get exactly. stuck in that and same. Yeah, I, I was. I was a very negative person. I was a very like depressed, anxious person before the stroke. And I didn't really talk to anybody about it because I didn't really have the support system with you and the rest of the brain buddies, because I have like this beautiful core group of survivors that I talk to, like basically almost daily. And you guys give me the motivation that I need. And you guys give me the caring and the loving. This is what's beautiful about our community bridge. Yes, absolutely. Caring and loving and helpful. Like all we want to do is help other people, no matter what, you know, like we just want to help. So everybody out there understand you guys don't have to do this alone. You really don't. It's really easy just to reach out and say, hey, you know, hey, what's up? And now uh, it's weird to do it to strangers. Yes. If you guys are listening to the show, uh, we're not strangers. You know, we just haven't met yet. But you guys know me. You guys know Lauren. My, my, like, you guys know who I am. Reach out. I'm actually asking you. Say what's up. You know, to, like I, I reach out to I try to reach out to a new survivor every single day. I try to reach out and connect and build this community. And I'll kind of say the same thing. So, hey, my name's Joe. I suffered a hemorrhagic stroke 2016. You know, uh, I'm reaching out to other survivors to connect and build community, exchange stories. That's kind of it, you know, and, and just get the conversation started. So everybody out there, like, I implore you, do the same. I'm pretty cool. Yes. Right, Bridge? I think I'm pretty yes, cool. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I don't remember who talked to who first, but I'm glad that, like, this connection between you and I happened. And then, I mean, just like the rest of the brain buddies just all happened after that but I'm so thankful for this community you know it's huge and it's like one of like the key pieces of recovery is just like meeting other people that just really? understand it really because I I say it uh, uh frequently I guess I just say like three things over and over and over again <laughs> that's it I don't have anything new to say um but we have like a little bit of a cheat code you know because we almost we came so close to death so being back there, there's all 
There's all these little things that we just don't care about. So many people stress about all this little insignificant things. We don't have that. We, we know what it is to almost not be here. So I think we also know how beautiful life is and how to truly live it in this moment. We're not always perfect, but we know what that is. Yes. I think that's what's, that's why it's great to talk to other survivors, you know? Like it, it's weird. I never met you before. And the moment I started to talk to you, I was like, oh, this is my friend. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like an also, instant friendship. It was so crazy. Also, you're, 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 you're pretty crazy, which I love because I'm pretty <laughs> crazy. And I'm like, oh man, crazy loves company. Like this is, this is great. <laughs> it's so true though. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. So you have two children. Are there any more in the future, Bridge? Um, hopefully. I mean, my Seriously? like, yeah, like our plan was that um that we would have one right after the last, right after Roman. Um, right. but unfortunately, well, you, I still have you. Kind of you kind of screwed that up by having a stroke. Great, good I know, job, yeah, Bridge. yeah, I know. It's such a pain. <laughs> it's like, why did it have to happen then? Maybe if I had like three more kids, it would have been fine. <laughs> Do you have any advice to any stroke survivor mothers out there? Just be patient with yourself. I mean, I'm pretty sure that goes for all stroke survivors, but I mean, especially um, moms, it's like you automatically focus on your children first. Like you always come second. There's not... So I can't sit there and say, you know, put yourself first because it will never happen. But try and just focus on yourself more. <laughs> Has there been anything that's been more difficult than it should be post-stroke with raising your kids? Um, I mean, at first it was the sleep with a newborn. You know, you don't get very much sleep. And with a brain injury, sleep is incredibly important necessary (laughs) yeah like your brain like it like recovers itself when you're sleeping and so that was really hard because I wasn't sleeping and I was with a fresh brain injury so that was really hard but I mean overall I'm pretty sure that my stroke has made me uh, a way better mother than I was before which oh yeah I'm sure you are incredible and you're just double incredible (laughs) I like to think so (laughs) Let me ask you a question because you're, I've seen your photography because you're a photographer. You're an incredible photographer. You really are. Has your vision changed? Not like your actual vision, but like the way you see things and take pictures. Is it different now post stroke? Oh yeah. I wasn't taking pictures before my stroke. Um, I, yeah, I only, my, um, Chris bought me a camera for my birthday. Um, and then three weeks after that, my stroke happened. And so, I was like using my camera, but honestly, I didn't really know how to use my camera because cameras are really complicated. And so um, after my stroke happened, um, I started noticing the the memory problems kicking in and I wasn't um, I wasn't remembering things. I remember it was like a, a Halloween um, I was pregnant. I had gotten out of the hospital, but I was still pregnant with Roman and the day after Halloween, I didn't remember. I didn't remember Halloween. I didn't remember what my daughter was. I didn't remember any of that. And so then I was like, okay, I need to start taking pictures. And so that's like what started me on my binge of just taking pictures of everything. Like that's actually beautiful, you know? And to be honest, I think it was like meant to be because I, I love your photography. Like, I think you do an amazing job. 
Thanks. Yeah, it's definitely um, like I keep changing my like, like at first it was just like my kids, you know, like every single picture was of my kids. But then I started to slowly like take pictures of other stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the cactus that looks like it's uh, flipping you off. <laughs> those guys, they, my all those cactuses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 big, the big green wangs. It's, it's weird because all, what do you call it? They're cacti, right? When it's more than one cacti. Yeah, but cactuses? I Nobody like says know. that here. I'm sure that's like the technical term, but I've never, I've never actually spoken <laughs> to someone who says that. They, they all kind of look like they're flipping you off. It's really weird. Yeah, they do. You know? It's like, oh, have a oh, good yeah, day. So oh yeah, you do. <laughs> so Bridget has a tattoo of a, of a, a cacti or a cactus. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever he's on her like inner forearm. Is it outer forearm? I don't know. What it. I don't know, Joe. I don't know what that's called. I don't. Also, Bridget has some dope tattoos. She has one of the coolest Stroke Survivor tattoos I've ever seen. It's on your calf, correct? Um, no, my arm. Is it on your arm? Why do I think it's on your calf? Do you yeah. have something on your calf? Yeah, I have. Um, I have a Audrey Hepburn on my calf. I don't know why I got your brain tattoo confused with Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> but you know, I did have a brain injury, so at least I remembered you had tattoos. Yeah, right. <laughs> So we're talking about your your tattoos and, and bridge, your amazing tattoo. That's a brain, right? Yeah. And half of the brain is like a regular brain. The other brain is like the stroke half of your brain, which is super dope. I love that concept. Yeah, I really liked it. I wanted, I knew I wanted this for the longest time and um, it took me a long time to get it. I don't remember how far out after my stroke. I remember like thinking in the hospital, like I'm going to get a tattoo of this, you know, to like commemorate this. But then I, I don't remember how long after it actually took me to like go and get it done. But was that like an emotional moment? Because it's like, you know, it means it's a stroke tattoo. Like it's a constant reminder of like, oh, yeah, I almost died. Yeah, it was um, definitely an emotional moment, especially because um, I do have a lot of tattoos, but I haven't had any tattoos in a long time. And so it was just kind of cool that like, I don't know that there was something so monumental happening in my life that i was like drawn to a tattoo hey it's it's a beautiful tattoo uh i love it until you get the brain buddies tattoo on your forehead right yeah yeah that def- i'll definitely get a face tattoo for that maybe like a below the eye i'll oh get a face God. tattoo I'm, I'm not gonna have any i'm not gonna have any face tattoos <laughs> i think i'm hideous enough i don't think it's gonna make me look better or probably make me look worse <laughs> no no the more tattoos, the better. Well, I have um, several, you know, I have uh, on the inside of my arm. Me and Felice have it like it's like a matching tattoo. It's like family, po- prosperity, Aww. life. It's really cool. And then I have um, my Joe, the boy who lived tattoo, um, my stroke survivor tattoo, my Punisher tattoo. Yeah, this is going to be my nerd arm over here. Oh, and then at some point, I think I'm gonna get neuro nerds in there. Maybe I'll get neuro nerds across my neck, right? There's nothing more gangster. Yeah, than I definitely feel like that's real, or like one across your stomach, you know. Oh yeah, a giant neuro nerd. Yeah, my instead of my six pack, the keg that I'm, I'm rocking over here, <laughs> <laughs> the two liter bottles that I have. <laughs> rocking down my- two liter bottles. <laughs> <laughs> so so bridge, being a mother, being an incredible warrior princess is warrior princess or warrior queen. Which one do you prefer? I want to say warrior goddess. What I don't know if that's like a <laughs> goddess. Let me ask you a question. What's your yeah. nerdum? Because we always ask like uh, people like what's what's your nerdum? Like some people it's like superhero. Some people it's like cars. You know, like what's what's your, yeah, your, your nerdum? Yeah, I don't really know, Joe. I don't think I like have. I don't think I have one. 
Well, <laughs> photography and nature for sure. Yeah, like it does that count? It absolutely counts. I've you seen- know what though? Mm-hmm. I know I'm like incredibly late to this party, but I just started watching Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and I feel kind of nerdy watching it and I like it. I like that show. You should feel nerdy. I, this that yeah. show has everything. It has murder, it has nudity. It has incest. It's there's so much going on. Yeah. Are you, there are you is. have you yeah. finished a season yet? No, I'm like on the fourth episode of the first season. All right. I'm gonna give you some advice. Okay. Do you do you have a favorite character? Um, I mean, I honestly I just like Lisey because okay. I'll I'll say this. Don't fall in love with anyone. They all die. It, like it, I'm not they saying they all, they all die, but at least four times because I've seen every episode. Every single time, I'm like, I love that dude. Dead immediately. So it's kind of like no. watching Friends. And if you watch Friends, like the TV show, <laughs> and it'd be like, oh man, I really like Chandler. And then the next episode, Chandler gets beheaded. It's so crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I. There's that one girl. I don't. I'm so bad with their names because their names are crazy. But um, the like the daughter, she's like a badass, and she like uses a sword all the time, and she's like taking lessons. Oh, like, Aria! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like this girl. Like this show could just be about her, and I would completely watch it. Yeah, like uh, Aria, Aria is super dope, and so is uh, Khaleesi. Well, her name isn't. I'm gonna get yelled at by Lauren, and she's gonna like kick me in the face. Yeah, because it's not Khaleesi, is it? It's not. It's Daenerys Targaryen. She's Khaleesi yeah. as a title. It's like, it's kind of like, yeah. also, she's our people. She survived two shows. I know. Yeah. That's like the only reason I agreed to watch the show. Cause Chris has been asking me to watch that show for a while, but like, I'm not really into crazy, like violent things like that. And so I was like, I'm not watching it. And then after the whole thing happened, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll start watching the show. <laughs> it, it's absolutely crazy violence. To be honest, I think her husband wants to see it because of the nudity, but you know, he's a dude. I get it. This April and May, our Patreon donation spotlight is brain aneurysm survivor Amelia Clark's new nonprofit, SameU.org. Their mission is to create immediate post-acute rehabilitation for young adults who have suffered a brain injury or stroke. A portion of our Patreon proceeds will go towards this amazing nonprofit. Sign up to support us at patreon.com slash the neuronerds. Hashtag the neuronerds give back. So, Bridge, I can't tell you what an honor this was. Like to have you just on the episode. It's it's amazing. It's always great, like having my brain buddies on because I'm getting to know you even better as a person, and that's beautiful. Because like we're we're family. I always say we're bonded by stroke, but like we're friends and family by choice. You know. Um. And I'm, yes. I'm, I'm so happy to know you. And every day that goes by, I think we become like better friends, and that warms my heart. Absolutely, it's crazy that we can be such close friends. But like. I mean, I've only met you once and we live how far apart, but I feel like we like constantly keep in communication with each other, which is so nice. We have to, we have to adults, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're grown ass people. Like we have to be like, Hey, I really dig you. We're going to be friends, whether you like it or not. That's right. I'm forcing my friendship on you. You're going to talk to your husband. You're going to be like, look, 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 I don't even like Joe, but damn it. He's annoying. (laughs) That's how I. That's how I got Felice. She didn't want to date me for 10 years. I'm like, I am going to annoy you. I'm going to break you down into dating me, woman. I think it worked. I, I like it- your style. <laughs> if nothing, I'm persistent. So, Bridge, this is, it, it, again, it's been my honor to have you. I can't explain to you how much your friendship and you being my brain buddy 
means to me. I also can't just, I, I can't even fathom what it took to go through what you went through and to end up right here. You are such a warrior goddess. Hey, you are a warrior goddess too, Joe. Just because I was pregnant doesn't make it any better or worse. We both are. It absolutely does, but I appreciate you putting calling me a warrior <laughs> goddess because Lord knows since I've been watching you do your, your Insta stories and with a, a, the upcoming TV show at some point because that has to be a thing, I want to be a strong, independent woman as well. That's, yes. Those are life goals. Cue the I-N-D-E-P-D-E-N-T song right here. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means, man? I'm really so proud of myself. I just spelled that right. <laughs> so uh, as always, the Neuro Nerds, we are here to help on behalf of Lauren. Um, we really, really appreciate you, Bridget. We love you. You can follow us at the Neuro Nerds everywhere. Follow Lauren at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. Follow me at Joso Rocks everywhere. Follow Bridget at Bridget Chiovari at Instagram. Can you spell your last name for us, Bridge? It's C-H-I-O-V-A-R-I. But my Instagram handle is Bridget Clarice. Oh, you can follow her at Bridget Clarice <laughs> at Instagram. We'll put all this stuff in the, in the show notes and, and you guys can click on it and see how amazing this strong, independent woman, warrior, goddess is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. As always, the Neuro Nerds, we are here to help. And on that note, this Neuro Nerd is out. Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.